Welcome to the Digital Transformationists podcast. This episode's guest is Eric Raymond, Senior Manager of Business Applications at Castlight Health. Castlight Health transforms employee benefits into a deeply personalized, simple, and guided experience, empowering better informed patient decisions to unlock healthcare outcomes and maximize return on healthcare investments. In this episode, we discuss the realities of contemporary American healthcare, how it affects industries and individuals, and what the future holds for medicine, health, and well being. We also talk about the challenges of building a nationwide directory of COVID 19 testing sites, working with tech giants like Google, and saving the world one app at a time. Eric Raymond is the Senior Manager of Business Applications at Castlight Health. With over 20 years of experience in IT, Eric has worked across many industries, building and managing better systems, processes, and tools for organizations ranging from startups to billion-dollar enterprises. As a certified SAFE program consultant, he's helped architect and lead digital transformations, managed multi-million dollar software implementations, and led agile teams on the cutting edge of information systems and technology. In his spare time, Eric enjoys the outdoors with his wife and kids. Whether it be dirt or mountain biking, peak bagging, or good old-fashioned camping, you'll find him blazing new trails in the mountains or deserts of the western U.S. on any given weekend. So Garrett, um, I'm curious, how much, how much run-ins, how many run-ins do you have with healthcare? How, is it easy for you? Well, you know, it, it's, um, it's interesting that, that healthcare is our topic today um, because it, it's actually been a, a, big, a big issue in our kind of small mom and pops business within the music industry right now. Um, and um, the reason is because uh, due to COVID, you know, we had to recently like furlough or, you know, lay off our mm. number our only like full-time employee because all right. the other band and crew are like kind of gig workers that work when we have gigs but we have right. we have uh you know my assistant manager um so our pp loan had run out and we're looking right now like you know the next six months with no gigs on the books so um we were kind of trying to figure out some way to figure it out but long story short is that um uh our 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 employee was was worried about his health care and mm. that was going to be but also needed to collect unemployment benefits so the question came up well could we float the health care well health care is crazy expensive so right. um the the, the the short end of the story was that we weren't able to cover the health care because we have no money coming in okay mm. so th this is just something that's come up right now and 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 you know, just to have one employee covered for the year is like thirty-six thousand wow. um, dollars. So that's so it's <laughs> healthcare has yeah, been on a, our mind big time. You know what I mean? I bet. Well, yes. As an employer, you don't have a, a ton of employees, so it's hard to get some of the uh, I guess benefits of of bigger pools, right? Now, as a as a, as an individual, you know, uh, navigating the healthcare system, it's it's really hard, right? And it's it's so and it's very hard as an employer as well. I've had to go through and evaluate which plan, you know, to take. And, and then once I do have a plan, 
you know, as an actually recent example, um, I had to go get a COVID test. Uh, I think it was just kind of a, a procedural thing where we're going to get a few folks together and we want to make sure we're all tested. But it was really hard to find an actual uh, test center. And, you know, yeah. uh, there's, there's insurance things and like all these things that like I, just, I, I asked my network of friends and but that was still a very time consuming effort. And uh, I think there's you know, a lot of great resources out there. But, you know, one of which is, is Cast Light Health, which I wanna, I'm looking forward to talking to Eric about some of the things they've done. But they've been pretty um, innovative in that regard as well. Did have you gone through that process of trying to find a, yeah, a, a yeah. place? We, we had the same thing um, we had. So right now, for the small amount of gigs that we do have, um, you know, if it uh, people request to have a COVID test or so we had a, a, a wedding we played at, up in Maine earlier this summer with the whole band and um, the host wanted us to everyone get a test, but sure. he was, he was unwilling. He didn't want to pay for everyone to get the test. <laughs> and so we, we didn't want to pay because the test costs like, you know, $160. Oh, and then, oh, well. then we said, Oh, well there's, you know, the band's not going to pay for the test. You guys want to throw in another thousand dollars or whatever it is to get everyone tested. Sure. Well, no, we're not going to do it. There's plenty of free places to get tested. Well, where are they? And then the band's freaking out. Well, we don't know where to go to get a test. So yeah, to your point, <laughs> I mean, no one, no one knows where to go. Lucky my wife kind of, she's pretty on point with that stuff, but not for everybody living in right. Boston. You know? Sure. Sure. Well, <laughs> employers are trying to do what they can to make healthcare easy uh, for employees. Uh, and there's a whole, you know, there's a lot you have to think about as an employer uh, to be competitive, and that's providing your, your employees a, uh, a really good uh, experience when it comes to healthcare. Obviously, the employer wants to keep costs down. The employer wants to keep employees healthy and give a good experience uh, to the employees. And this is a space where uh, uh, Castlight has done a phenomenal job. And, and with that, I'm so excited to introduce Eric Raymond of Castlight Health. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. Um, by way of introduction, Please, uh, uh, I'm happy to introduce you to Garrett Dutton, G. Love, G. Eric Raymond. Hey, Eric. Thanks for joining us, man. We're excited to hear your take on all this. <laughs> Garrett, it's great to, to meet you. And Christian, thanks for having me on the show. This is exciting. And, you know, you, you just hit the nail on the head with some of the challenges we're facing in today's healthcare environment. And I think it continues to get more and more complex with each passing day. So it's not a problem that's going away anytime soon. Well, you know, and when we think about health and wellness, environment, just all the kind of challenges that there are out in the world, social, you know, we, we like to think that technology and innovation is going to help us through it. And, uh, you know, I think there's definitely, I mean, obviously, very, very important our success. And now that we've got, uh, I guess, FDA approved vaccines, now the question is, how do you roll these things out? Uh, you got some complexities on a vaccine, everything from the temperature and how they're distributed. We got FedEx going on the West Coast, UPS on the East Coast. And, uh, and you know, at least with a Pfizer vaccine, you have to have two of the shots. So you also have to be sure that you're not uh, taking a mix of different uh, vaccines. But, you know, if you take the, the first one, take the second one, it needs to be the same uh, vaccine from Pfizer. You can't mix um, the Moderna with the Pfizer to make a little COVID that's, cocktail. That's <laughs> that <right>. sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, th those are some of the topics I think we want to talk about. But to kind of set things up, Tell us a little bit about uh, Castlight Health. Uh, great question. So I'm fairly new to Castlight Health, actually. Just uh, nine months in, in uh, coincidentally, I started in March the week. We're a Bay Area company, and uh, we got locked down the very week I started. And so I haven't oh. even been to the office yet. So How's that been, for a welcome? Yeah. Huh? 
But it's gone really well, and I've really been impressed with the way that Castlight has literally transformed the healthcare industry. Um, and it's, it's really exciting. Um, you know, I've been involved in technology now for 20, 22 years-ish. <laughs> but uh, this is my first foray into the healthcare side of things. And it's, um, so I don't have a ton of healthcare experience, but I've learned a lot over the last nine months. And I think from a, an end user or an employee or a small business you know, person, we know the challenges that healthcare provides um, each one of us and, and some of the, the hurdles that we have to jump to make sense of all of this and how expensive it's getting and how confusing it can be. And so one thing that I've really appreciated about Castlight is um, they, I believe they've transformed healthcare by creating the leading healthcare navigation platform for some of America's mm -hmm. largest employers. And our health navigation platform connects hundreds of health vendors and benefits resources and other things like health plans into one comprehensive health and well-being experience. Mm. And one thing that we really strive to do is try to make it deeply personalized and gui guided for each individual user. And so that allows um, greater empowerment for the employee um, or the person that has access to Castlight to make better decisions which ultimately unlock better healthcare outcomes for um, for each one of us and, and helps us maximize um, our healthcare investments. Because as we all know, it's extremely expensive. Yeah. Well, now, as you move yeah. a very complex thing and you move the complexity out of the hands of the individual, you're trying to simplify their life, simplify the way that they uh, address and navigate healthcare. You then take on a lot of that complexity and I'm sure you're building very robust, complex systems. Yes. You know. The way you personalize health for any one individual to me seems very complicated, let alone doing that uh, across however many you know people on any one business and however many businesses that you're actually enabling this for. Um, what what is your role in product management? What kind of products are you working on? Uh, good question. I'm primarily involved with a lot of the internal applications at Castlight, um, but uh, you know we have we do some really big initiatives. Um, that 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 definitely involve my team. Uh, for example, my team is responsible for Salesforce at Castlight, and mm -hmm. you know that's a big component um, for this. This is something new that we just brought on board in the last year or so. But it's uh, we call them our care guides, and it's adding to the digital component and bringing a human component in because sometimes when we're um, navigating healthcare. You know, we have our app, um, which is, you know, either a mobile app, um, Android or, or Apple, right, um, or desktop. Sometimes somebody wants a, in, a inhuman touch or a human touch, um, mm -hmm. an actual person on the other end of the line. So we just instituted last year our care guides and um, our care guides are uh, a group of really talented people. They have um, average, each one of them, over 15 years of clinical experience. A lot of them are nurses. Or you can call um, a, a toll-free number and get support. And these people are very amazing. They can walk you through, for example, um, where to find the best uh, doctor or specialist. Um, you know, if you don't want to do it via the app, they can actually um, help you negotiate your healthcare costs right. like if you get a bill and it's not matching up with what you think it should be they can actually negotiate on your behalf and so that's really exciting and so it's very very concierge that, huh if it, that's uh, cool. exactly that's the perfect word for it so it's a very nice concierge service for helping our 
our users um, get the most out of healthcare. Nice. So that's a value you're bringing the company, the employer and the employee, because otherwise they're taking on these questions anyways, right? So you're exactly. going to bring that, that level of experience to, to extend that uh, to those employees as well. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And then there's a, there's a whole host of other applications that we that we use. And um, on the engineering teams, there's all kinds of exciting projects. I'm sure we'll get into talking about some of those a little bit later in the show. But there's uh, some really, really awesome um, fun things that we're building and that really help uh, improve healthcare and really make it, um, you know, digitally transform the healthcare experience across the board. So I'm sure we'll get into some of those. <laughs> Very cool. So the app is, is user-based and kind of helping all the people that are um, getting the healthcare. What about on the other side of the, of the, of the fence? Like how's, how is it navigating for cast light to, to, you know, work with everybody in the hospitals, the researchers, the doctors, nurses, receptionists, um, insurance agents, government employees, et cetera. Like it's such a diverse group of people you got to work with on the other side as well. It is. It's, it's huge. I mean, healthcare alone last year, I believe the spend in, in the U.S. was $3.8 trillion. So it's a massive industry. And, and when you look at it, I think that's roughly about the size of Germany's GDP. And wow. so we spend a lot on healthcare <laughs> as a country. Um, it's, and, and there's so many different players. In, and, you know, um, I'm just barely scratching the surface and getting to know what some of these players are. But like you said, um, you know, you have health plans and you have so many different these points of contact in the healthcare industry. And what I think Castlight has done a really good job of, and it, I don't, I'm not going to say it's been easy, but it's integrating all of these hundreds of different um, points of contact in the healthcare um, industry, whether they're providers of, of digital data or their, their insurance plans or their um, like, you know, wearable devices where we're tapping into um, wellness, um, you know, different metrics, like for example, um, walking number of steps per day, you know, for our wellness program. It's it's a it's a, a massive undertaking, and we have a lot of different teams across Castlight, and it takes a lot of coordination and effort, and I think it just takes a lot of communication, and uh, with with these different vendors and partners. But we have a huge group of vendors and partners that we work with, and hmm. our ecosystem continues to grow day by day. It's pretty exciting. Very the, cool. the, now, um, now the name of the company just makes more. I, I was. Casting light over light. this crazy yeah. dark Hope you navigate. situation. Show you the way. You, you understand light. it. Uh, get yeah. it now. <laughs> I think that's exactly why it was named that. It was yeah. uh, created back in 2008 to cast light or provide transparency on healthcare pricing. Because as you mentioned, up in Maine, it was about $160 to go get a healthcare test. But if, if you had gone to perhaps a different doctor or you, you were in a different state, it could cost as much as a couple thousand dollars. And so really? we want to be able to show how much are these, these things costing so that the employee can make a wise decision and choose the best option. That's so cool. So in order to make all this happen, obviously, we have to be very digital. Um, the way you're talking about integrating with all these folks, it's all APIs, right? Mm -hmm. and, yep. and, and behind those APIs, obviously, those companies, those partners have to be very digital in how they conduct and, and do business. Um, now, you mentioned the you, you do work with the Salesforce, but I also know that you work with the Atlassian products. And those are the tools yes. that you also support. 
uh, the software dev teams. Can you tell us about some of the practices and the, and the tooling that your organization is using to, to build and bring value uh, via technology? Yeah, great question. Um, Atlassian is one of my favorite products, actually, and I have many, right. many years of experience with uh, with Atlassian, and and Precipio has just been a huge uh, partner with us in this endeavor as well. To awesome uh, when we recently migrated um, from server uh, to cloud, and that's a whole other mm -hmm. story in and of itself. But um, <laughs> we we use um, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, and that I've been involved with with many for many years is. Um, in order to be able to do any type of digital transformation as a company, I think you need to change your mindset because you have to be able to Absolutely. pivot and adapt on a moment's notice. And so I'm a huge believer in ad the agile framework awesome. and some of the old school ways of doing things. Some of those old waterfall processes, yep. for example, that were invented <laughs> after World War II um, are really no longer viable if you want to remain at the forefront. And exactly. um, the reason why is those old processes don't allow you to move fast enough to changing market conditions. And right. we've, we've seen that again and again. And so I believe you need to be able to fail fast, prove that something's going to work or not work, and then iterate on that process and pivot if you need to. And so mm -hmm. um, we use um, Atlassian for that very reason. And, and a lot of the tools that we use are, you know, support the agile framework and we're a safe company and for our listeners okay. that aren't sure what safe is it's scaled agile framework so it's taking that agile kind of that scrum and expanding it to the portfolio level across the right. the top of the company and so that's um that really is a powerful process that we use and so we we kind of plan on a quarterly basis we we use what's what are called program increments we plan a quarter in advance and we get all of our dev teams together and and uh, all of our executives and we we put together a game plan for the quarter but that doesn't mean that we can't that we don't have to pivot when something comes up a perfect That's case right. example of that would be look what happened in covid uh mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year when um covid hit our company was able to pivot and we partnered with google to make the covid test site finder and right. I bet you, Garrett, when you were looking up the COVID test, that was our system that you were using, the COVID test site finder, because we partnered with Google mm. and it directed, you know, the search went right to it and the Google Maps went right to the, you know, the so local cool. location where you could get tested. And so what's funny about that whole thing, though, is I was starting just as that was taking place and um, what, what precipitated it was an internal hackathon um, mm. of our developers, mm. they were like, you know, cause we do, I do think we do these quarterly, um, at the end of every quarter, we, we get together and like, Hey, what would we like to do? And so a lot of engineers got together and spent a lot of man hours and, and a lot of teams worked hard to be able to create this COVID test site finder and put together all the data in all 50 States for mm. where to get tested. And it became a huge success. And um, it's what state governments use. It's what Fortune 500 companies use. Um, so it was it was a big partnership with Google, and it, it turned out really well. And that's an example of of pivoting quickly and using agile frameworks and tools such as Atlassian to make that happen. Was, was that the sorry? Was that was that the first collaboration with Google for the for the COVID? You know, that's a good question. Side? I'm. I, I don't have the answer to that because I'm fairly new. I don't know if we've partnered with them in the past on other things, but I know it was a it was a big collaboration with mm. them this year. So we also worked with Apple as well. Well, it's uh, it's so smart that that uh, Castlight carves out time and dedicates time 
to let people do what they think is, is good and is a good idea. You know, Atlassian's had a tremendous amount of success with what they call Ship It, which is a very similar thing. I think it's quarterly. Everyone gets like two days to just go off, come up with some crazy dream project and build something and then see of all these projects, you know, what's feasible, what can go back into a project or a product and what can be carried forward. And Atlassian's done amazing things around innovation by just giving people that room uh, to, to do those things. So cheers it really to, works. Doesn't cheers it? to y'all. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Eric, you kind of touched on the apps and stuff. Um, so, you know, of course, um, it's, it's obviously, and you touched on the 10,000 steps. I mean, that's everyone. So into the, um, the health app on your iPhone and counting the steps and, and, you know, checking your heart rate. And it, it seems like our, at least from my perspective, our, our society, our cultures in kind of a, in kind of a pro health forward, um, hopefully most of us. Um, but so I mean, sure. That's, that's a wonderful thing for the healthcare industry, right? For people to be mm -hmm. doing more preventative health, um, and just being healthy. So how does some of those apps, you know, help make your job easier, what you guys are doing? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think we all kind of started off, you know, however many years ago, I don't remember exactly when, but we all got the Fitbit, right? And mm -hmm. we had the Fitbit on our wrists and it, it was exciting. And for, at first it was kind of a little bit of a novelty because it was like, you know, it, it tracks my steps. That's nice. And you know, your heart rate, but it's amazing to see how the technology and especially these wearable technologies has advanced over the past several years. And now it's just, you know, if you're into technology like we are, I think you just, you're going to have one of these on your wrist, whether it's an Apple Watch. Um, my wife loves hers. I have a Garmin. And not only can I track my sleep and my calories and my steps, but now I can track things like my VO2, um, even respiration and oxygen levels, which is really wow. cool. It even shows me my stress levels. And at first, when I got the watch about six months ago, <laughs> I'm like, let's see it. Do you have this it on is, right now? Yeah, yeah, right here. <laughs> It's oh, the sweet. Phoenix. It's a that's sweet really, watch. That's kind of slick um, but nice. I, when I first got it, I thought, well, this has got to be some kind of marketing gimmick. Like, how could it know my stress? And I don't know how it works, to be honest. But as I kind of monitored it and watched it, it does seem to do a pretty good job of identifying if my body's under stress or, you know, like if I had a poor night's sleep and, you know, I'm, I'm just running and gunning at work, you know, it kind of detects that. So there's some interesting things that are coming out now. And and uh, Castlight is integrating with all of these different tools, and we're, we're collecting that data. And one thing, you know, that um, we, we take seriously is privacy, so we de-identify the data so no, no one person can be identified with whatever data mm -hmm. we're collecting. Mm -hmm. But um, this kind of data can really help um, transform the healthcare industry as well because it, it allows us to determine mm -hmm. how people are doing. And right. I know that... I remember my aunt um, about 20 years ago, she was talking to me and I was just getting started in IT at that point. And she said, she said, Eric, someday they're going to have a device that you wear on your body that's going to tell you exactly what's wrong with you. She was a nurse. Right. And wow. uh, I and, you know, that's coming to pass. It's really cool to see that. And we're just, at, you know, on the cutting edge of some of those technologies becoming available. And we've seen a lot transpire and it'll continue to grow, I think. Well, I just as you. Sorry. Go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I go real quick? Yeah, please. Just, just, just to, to your point, I just 
what popped into my head while you're talking about that stuff, Eric, was um, and this is ca- kind of almost creepy, but you know how like with your car insurance, what's the commercial right now? Like a safe driver's benefit uh, is something on your app or something that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so they install that module in your car. <laughs> okay, so that's what it is. So, is there something that, that exists like that through your health? So you have your, you got your Garmin watch. Your wife has the mm-hmm. iPhone watch. You know, I got, mm-hmm. I got my health meter on my phone. What? Well, I don't know if people want their health insurance companies to have access to that. But what if there was a system like that where you're saying, oh, well, you know, yeah. oh, look, Katie Thomas is um, she walked 10,000 steps every week this week. So her 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 premium is going down by uh, $100 a month now. That's a really interesting yeah. concept. I don't think it's kind of gone to that level yet, but I could see something like that in the future. And one thing that companies are using it for, the data for uh, right now, is for wellness programs. You mentioned right. earlier about the importance of preventative care. And it, you know, healthcare companies in general can save billions of dollars a year if they get their employees um, taking care of their health, just walking 10,000 steps a day, for example. And so one, uh, Castlight Health, our, our wellness portion of our app, allows companies to create challenges, which are really fun. And so, you know, you can join up with a team and they can, you know, depending on how many steps you get in a week or several weeks, you can cater it to whatever you need to. But um, I found it to be actually really fun and and it really creates employee engagement. And what's neat about it is it actually drives employee behavior. They've proven that when you do those kind of challenges and people start um, doing these walkathons or whatever they're doing, um, you know, it develops really positive habits and, and it can really help. And so, um, so I don't know, you know, that's a great idea of um, some, some, at some point in the future, integrating it in with the, the health insurance. But for right now, at least at the corporate level, it does help save the company potentially millions of dollars a year, sure. depending on how large they are, by getting people out and walking and monitoring their calories and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And our apps do all of that. So it's I mean, fun. think about how many people would be out walking like hardcore every day if they knew that like, well, hold on. If I just don't go to McDonald's right now and go, you know, have a, a salad and then walk around the block on my lunch. I mean, my I'm going to save a hundred dollars this month. I mean, that's crazy. That's that's like a slow hanging. Yeah, fruit. there's some fun incentives like our company gives Amazon gift cards. Once you get a certain wow. number of points after walking, you wow. get like a $25 Amazon gift card. And so mm-hmm. I think I've earned a couple hundred bucks this year in Amazon okay. gift cards and I won't turn that down. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. That's epic. Yeah. We have a, a similar program, so to speak. But, you know, one thing is uh, people, are, people are afraid of big data and AI and for good reason, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. any technology has, a, has, has two, two edges, right? For sure. But I think, you know, if we can anom- ano- sorry, anonymize this data, um, and have that that volume of information to understand or data to understand uh, people in general are, are you know the the larger you know population. Uh, I think we you know we're obviously going to pull some great information out of that that'll benefit everyone uh, without you know having a specific data point on any one individual. Um, is there any big data kind of thing or AI kind of thing that y'all are working on uh, with regards to? Um, the information you're, we, that's we an awesome it. question. I didn't know if you were going to ask that, but I pulled a couple examples just in case that okay. came up. Um, so let me let me share a couple of these, and I've, I've got the data in front of me, so I'm going to read a little bit of it. But um, well, the first thing is is when we launched the nationwide directory of the COVID-19 testing sites, mm-hmm. we um, used that data to build what 
what's called a heat map. Mm -hmm. um, and it shows the spikes in infection or transmission rates in certain areas of the U.S. And so you could really drill down, right. like if you were in Houston or Miami, it doesn't, you know, Boston, you could see where this was, uh, where it was getting hit. And mm -hmm. this was all from this medical real-time data. Of course, we de-identify and anonymize right. it so that mm -hmm. we're not, uh, you know, as part of HIPAA, we know that HIPAA right. compliance is a really serious thing. Uh, yep. But uh, we, we uh, for what we did is we did another study that just recently got published in the um, it's the Journal of American Medical Association, the JAMA in Network. It's a mm -hmm. highly prestigious medical journal. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me pull up the uh, information here. So, um, so this is just last month we published this data in this peer-reviewed medical journal. And uh, basically what we were in our study and we were looking at, I believe, three billion uh, records um, wow. somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of big data. We found that there was nearly a 70% reduction of preventive care for top health conditions in the U.S., such as colonoscopies and mammograms due to COVID. Because um, people then, don't want to go see doctors? They're afraid to? Yeah. Well, or, yeah, they're, they're probably afraid to because, you know... They, um, want to get infected at a hospital or Exactly, or yeah. Okay. Um, and so... You know, they're just holed up in their home wait, waiting for this to pass. Right. In the meantime, they're not getting these preventative care things done. And right. so we know, according to the CDC, chronic diseases such as cancer and diabetes are the leading cause of death and disability mm -hmm. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And this highlights the need for people to be screened for and kind of receive some of these these this preventative care for top chronic conditions. And mm. so according to the, you know, some of the research, well, the American College of Oncology anticipates a dramatic increase in cancer over the next decade as a result of deferred cancer care. So that's another really sad thing that's happening as a result right. of COVID that we that we found from this big data. Um, right. Um, another really cool thing that we were able to do was um, get some cost data on how much it was for, for COVID testing and how, treating COVID. And so what we used as the primary source of data for this analysis was a subset of uh, 2.5 billion de-identified medical claims for primary care, urgent care, emergency room, lab tests, hmm. et cetera. And so we had the provider directory data. We had the provider rate sheets. That's something that Castlight's had for forever. We've had publicly and then publicly available data. And then what we were able to do is put together a cost spectrum really uh, a range of what it costs in these different metro regions to get treated for COVID. And this is really interesting. I was going to show you here. So what we do is we, um, the procedures and services we included were the site of care. So whether it was a telehealth, primary care visit, urgent care visit, or an ER visit. We also looked at um, care for moderate COVID-19 symptoms, mm -hmm. such as initial cost of a provider visit, influenza test, sputum mm -hmm. culture and sensitivity, blood culture and sensitivity. I'm just reading off this document here, yeah, but yeah. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And then we also looked at things like uh, chest x-rays, lab tests. So here's what's interesting. The analysis found that in Los Angeles, this is just one ex example of the study, the cost for a primary care visit and standard lab testing ranges from $304 to $4,447, roughly a 14-fold difference. Wow. So <laughs> that's why you can see wow. something like Castlight would be so helpful because you can see on the app how much it's going to cost by going to, you know, if you go to the ER, it's going to be through the uh -huh. roof. If you just go over to this clinic over here, 
it's only a you know a couple hundred dollars so that's wow. that's the well, big difference but but well, who, also... who's, who's paying for it because like if um you know for instance um my guitar tech his his father-in-law or his stepfather uh he had maybe mild COVID and was they had him in the hospital for two weeks I mean, that's gotta be that's like gonna be thousands ten, yeah exactly tens of thousands hundred yeah that's right. big bucks so and and yeah i mean we know the the health insurance companies pay a big chunk of it but where does that money come from i mean they've got to increase their costs and that goes back into the consumer's pockets eventually well and this kind of you know casts light on the uh the, the disproportionate impact on minorities and folks that have less income you know if you don't it have really does Right, four thousand bucks. If you're low income, that's devastating. You know, some yes. of us, four thousand bucks socks, you know, may impact us more or less. But for a lot of folks, that's that's a huge setback. And it, and it, and that is one of the things that we found too is that low income um, areas of the country really do suffer in mm -hmm. in this in this situation. This is really cool. Um, you, you kind of alluded to some upcoming stuff that you wanted to to chat about. Um, is there is there anything y'all are going to get involved with to help with just tracking, you know, what tests you've had, and not what tests, but what uh, what immunization you've had? Are you going to get the second one or the right one? Because uh, that's that's you know that's just a big technology solution waiting to happen there. Um, yes. Anything coming down the pipe in that you can talk <laughs> about? Um, I know that we are doing some work on the immunizations and. Um... You know how attorneys can be sometimes. <laughs> I talk yep. to our attorneys and we can't quite divulge anything yet, but there there okay. is a lot of work going on um, mm -hmm. in that arena. And, and getting the vaccine out to the American people is a huge endeavor. Um, and and yeah. so, um, you know, I know Castlight will, will be involved in that process. And sure. um, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. But I think the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, we, ha we have a lot of this already, but just being able to... Um, Castlight offers the ability to search for medical providers, which is so powerful, and, and serve up those top-ranked providers. We have this proprietary smart match um, provider search, and it identifies and recommends the highest value care, um, which is really cool technology, and, and it shows transparent cost and quality rankings, which um, is very, very powerful. Like, like we were mentioning earlier, you know, being able to determine, am I going to spend $300 for COVID or Obviously, if you're in the hospital, you're going to spend a lot more. But um, right. so the other thing that we're working on is um, what's going to become huge is telehealth mm -hmm. and the, the virtual care. And people are starting to get more, I think, used to the idea of just basic stuff, talking mm -hmm. to a doctor or a nurse um, remotely. Um, mm -hmm. We're getting used to it in our day to day jobs now. And, and so. I think that's becoming more and more a huge thing. And so recently we added a visual icon to all the providers that offer virtual care. So if you go into the mm -hmm. Castlight app, you can say, well, I don't really want to leave my house. Sure. I don't feel comfortable going to the clinic. I'm going to talk to somebody remotely. And so that's that's kind of a fun thing. Um, and I think that's nice. going to continue to grow. Yeah, sure. I think that's going to be, if you just look at it from just a everyday person's perspective, I mean, if you have... Most of the time when you need to see your doctor, you need a prescription. Uh, when I'm on tour, I, in the wintertime, I tend to get like a terrible chest cold once, once a winter. And, you know, if I was home and didn't have to sing every night, I wouldn't take antibiotics. But I need to take antibiotics when I'm on tour because I got to perform. So I don't I'm – uh, I'm in Kansas. My primary is, is in Boston. So um, 
yeah they're like we'll go to our urgent care i'm like no you know I, i'm touring just call it into the cvs you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah so, um so the 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 tele the televisits are are going to be huge uh for for everybody because most of the time you don't really need to be sitting in your doctor's office or i always had this other joke um if you have children and you take your kid to the children's hospital they're more likely to get injured in the waiting room of the children's hospital with like you know 40 sick kids running around going crazy <laughs> waiting for their appointments they're going to yeah. get more stitches there there than they are uh than they came in to get fixed so yeah so th th this is going to be huge the tele televisits you know yeah, I think it's an exciting trend and we'll continue to see it grow and grow. It's, it's definitely the wave of the future. Well, I'm going to go back to the, uh, some of the lasting conversation we're having. Um, you, you just did a migration. We, we just did a migration to cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of the primary drivers for that? Because I think that decision and that project was before the big announcement uh, on the, uh, the, the server depreda uh, depre deprecation effectively. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when I got hired, um, I asked my, my boss, I'm like, why are we not on cloud yet? Because I came from a company that was on Atlassian Cloud. And, right. And, um, you know, there's so many different moving pieces at Castlight. There's a million and one projects happening all at once that it, it's hard, you know. And um, Castlight had been using uh, Jira since 2008 or 2009. Mm -hmm. So it's been around a long time. And long time. The, our system was uh, slowing down just because... Um, you know, we, we haven't we hadn't taken good care of it necessarily. Not, you know, um, there weren't any uh, specific stewards over that data to manage it and, and just make sure that we were keeping the latest updates. So we were concerned, you know, both from a, a data standpoint, a performance standpoint, security standpoint. And we're like, what can we do to mitigate this? And obviously mm -hmm. the answer is go to the cloud and mm -hmm. Atlassian, you know, and Precipio provided a great support in helping us do the migration. So they just needed somebody to come in and, and grab the bull by the horns, which I did and, and kind of guided nice. this process through with the rest of the business. But all in all, it, you know, it was a big project, a massive undertaking, but we, it went really well and it was really smooth and, you know, all things considered, I, I thought it was a big success. So we were happy about that. Awesome. Well, thanks for trusting us with that. We, we take those things very seriously. Well, very cool. I'm glad that worked out so well. Um, yeah, it was great. Now, are y'all, are y'all largely cloud centric? Or is there, are there more things uh, to be done to, to move you from, you know, behind the firewall or on-premise type uh, situations? We're, yeah, I mean, I think Jira um, or Atlassian was one of the last um, okay, on-prem things, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're a cloud-based company. We're a, mm -hmm. a SaaS company. And so we understand mm -hmm. the importance of that. And so where we can, we're definitely, you know, moving that direction. So I, I'm trying to think offhand if there's any other things that are on-prem and I can't, nothing comes to mind. So I think we're doing a pretty good job there. Very cool. That's awesome. So tell us, what uh, what big plans did you have uh, that got interrupted? Because much like Castlight's, you know, quarterly planning and having a pivot, the whole world overnight had a pivot, right? All of us had these great plans for 2020. Yeah. What kind of things were interrupted uh, uh, on your side? Um. In, you from a Hawaii professional or standpoint or, oh yeah, you know, that's an interesting yeah, story. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, 
I think we went to Hawaii in February before I got hired, and I think we ended up getting COVID when we were there, to be honest. We, oh, you think my wife so? and I, yeah, we both got pretty sick, and we lost our sense of taste and smell, so that was a pretty easy indicator that we probably had it Oh wow! Um, <laughs> for a few days, and uh, the cough wasn't fun, um, and so, yeah, we, I think we got it on the airplane over in February, so... But um, our big trip was uh, Hawaii this year, and what we ended up doing was, um, you know, I love the mountains, actually live in Utah. Right, Um, look at you. Yeah, we we, um, just would go up the canyon on the weekends to get away from the heat and up into the mountains, and so, you know, it was kind of fun family time, and so we just, instead of doing big trips around the country, we just stayed local and still had an enjoyable time. So for us, we were pretty fortunate, you know. So hiking, mountain biking, dirt biking, that's the kind of stuff we like doing. (laughs) Very cool. Now you're lucky. It's a a beautiful part of the country. So many beautiful mountains. Do do you go up into uh, Moab? That's one of our favorite places to go. Yep. We love Moab. (laughs) I got to go there uh, the first for the first time this year. And man, those 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 bike trails are unbelievable, man. Aren't they? So So did you go biking? Yeah, we did. We we went biking on you know with the seat with the seat that goes up and rock. down. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. slick rock, and it was uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, we didn't do we did a. I mean, it was pretty technical to get thrown into, but that is something else, man. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad you got to experience Moab. It's a that's, great place. That's a good place to be quarantined. Yeah, <laughs> true. So, what are the things you have coming down the pipe, Eric? Uh, let's go with professionally. Um. You know, we're uh, one of the big things for 2021, I think, is working on continuous, continually integrating our systems internally at Castlight. Okay. And um, we just uh, we're just bringing on Workado. And I know you guys are going to be helping with that as well. We're oh, really sweet. excited yeah. about Workado. Great, fun, great and, company. Yeah, great company. And uh, we're really excited to kind of streamline some of the processes that we use, like the onboarding process yep. for IT and HR. Um, yep. And, and building some integrations into our systems to be able to allow that and just take some of that tedious work checklist sure. work out that has to happen and automate, automate, waste automate. so much time. Yeah, automation. Yeah. That's that's so, my big push. Very cool. So for those listening, uh, Workado is a SaaS or PaaS uh, platform for automation and integration. So you think of it as a, uh, as a middleware capability, uh, but so much more beyond that. What's also really cool about their product is that um, – it democratizes a lot of these capabilities as well. So the, the interfaces are super clean and simple, and uh, it's just a super powerful tool for automating and above all, I think, orchestrating so that when the employee gets hired in HR System X, all the right activities get triggered into JIRA or Salesforce or wherever where accounts have to be created or, or provisioned. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, great integration for other kinds of processes as well. I mean, anything you want to integrate or automate, and orchestrate it's, it's a great solution well, that's really exciting yeah that's a big push we're super excited about that so um yeah um and then just continual uh you know training and um salesforce is a big platform atlassian um Mercado will be big um yeah we're we're using you know a lot of the microsoft uh office 365 stuff as well so okay. yeah just onward and upward but yeah we have a lot of internal tools and we have, um, that's one of the challenges with big companies as they start to grow, you, you get all these different siloed tools that start creeping up, shadow IT they call it, yep, and uh, yep. we're trying to 
where we can consolidate some of those or integrate some of those to reduce some of that those friction points between it's, teams. So you got a lot of good work ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are sa saving the world, uh, saving the world one day at a time. You know. Well, that's cool. You mentioned that, Garrett, because what that's what appealed to me when I got recruited. Actually, I didn't seek Castlight out. They sought me out, and the the guy that hired me um, told me about the mission that Castlight's doing, and we really are helping people. And I can get behind those kind of things. I really, yep. I really enjoy that side of it, and so that's been a huge, huge benefit. So. Right on. Well, keep up the good works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us. Jay, always good to see you, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode was brought to you by Mercado. Thanks for listening to the Digital Transformationists podcast, brought to you by Precipio Consulting. Be sure to visit our webpage to check out our other episodes access show notes and links, and listen to some great bonus content. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And tell a friend. We love making new friends. I'm executive producer Katie Thomas. Victor Vargas is our engineer. Alejandro Caballero is our editor. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>